another episode of Coaching Caffeine and Comedy, and I'm your host, Haley Kobza. Today, we're just going to kind of jump right into it. Really don't have a script or anything to go off of, but this is a person I usually... We have probably a monthly phone call conversation. We usually get talking. I might call her for like one simple question, and then 20 minutes later, we've solved all the world's problems. But today with us, we have um, Coach Kaylee Mater. And she is the head volleyball coach at Missouri Southern State University. And I ended up getting to know Kaylee when I had uh, the phenomenal opportunity to be actually one of Kaylee's teammates at Southwestern Oklahoma State University. So I've known Kaylee for, mm, I don't know, how many years, Kaylee? Oh, my God, at least 10. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, gosh, that makes us sound really old. We are, man. We are old. We are so old. I don't like that. I wish it was a single digit number. But yeah, so welcome, Kaylee. Thanks for doing this. I'm super excited to have you. No, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. And I think what you're doing is awesome. Awesome. I Yeah. You're, I remember my first episode and you were like, I love this. I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to get you on here. So, um, so Kaylee, you were the head volleyball coach at Missouri Southern State University. That is a Division II NCAA program, right? That's correct. Okay. And where did you come? Where were you before you went to MSSU? Before Missouri Southern, I coached at uh, Blinn College in Texas. It's a two-year school in Texas um, in one of the toughest regions in the country, one of them. And then before that, I was at Pratt Community College. And then I spent two years coaching Division II as an assistant for Christian Brothers University in Southwestern Oklahoma State. Okay. And weren't you, and you did your GA position where? Uh, both at Christian Brothers and SWATU. Okay. But I, for both of those programs, the GA is the assistant. So there's gotcha. not. Right. Yeah. Um, I guess I didn't realize that you had went to Pratt in between there. Yeah, it was only, it was a short stint. It was one year pretty much. I think I got there in July and left the following July. Did you didn't you play at Pratt before you went to Southwestern? I did. Okay. Oh, well, that's fun. That's exciting. Yeah, I, I got to coach at both my alma maters, my JUCO alma mater and then my four year alma mater, which is a super cool that's opportunity. Yeah, I'm. I think you know. I think that goes, it says a lot about not just the program, but the school and the community itself when people do come back. So um, that's really, that's awesome. So, so we are going to kind of warm up a little bit. We kind of already asked you a few questions, but I'm going to put you on the spot on a few things. Okay. Okay. So where are you right now? Outside. Oh, fun. Okay. What shoes are you wearing? Uh, on clouds. Ooh, like the tennis shoes. Yes. Love them. They're the best. They are. I do like those. Um, what is your hairstyle right now? Natural. Oh, just down and down and out. Down and wavy. Yeah. Okay. Are you on speakerphone, earbuds, or ear to phone? AirPods. AirPods. Even better. Are you wearing a watch? Yes. Apple watch. Good. 
What was the last volleyball coaching thing that you did? I did our preseason schedule yesterday. Already? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I am I am way behind. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. I usually not, not practice. Plan, okay. Just, just, just okay. Just, you know, just outline a practice to outline. I was like Oh, wow. Overachiever. I, I do that like last week of July. You know, I've had all summer to do it. Um, okay. So also just a fun question. If there was any coach that you could sit down and have lunch with, who would it be? And what would your conversation look like? Ooh, um, probably John Wooden. Ooh. Um, and I would probably want to know more about how he connects with his players. Mm -hmm. Do do you have an issue or like, do you not an issue, but do you feel like you have that something that you can always work on? Oh, absolutely. I feel like, um, the beginning of my coaching career was very much X's and O's and knowledge and training. And I feel like I've reached the point in my career now where, connections is where I want to grow the most Mm -hmm. yeah and I think that's one of those things like in every year it's different like how you connect with players and it they're they're not all the same (laughs) not all the same um what so we you know we played together at Southwestern you played at Pratt what what is the most memorable moment and it could be playing or not no let's do this most memorable moment playing at when you were in college with so like memorable moment volleyball man I feel like so many so many flood my mind um there was a time when I was playing junior college where I had spent the whole summer helping out with camps for a different organization called gold medal squared and I had never learned floor defense up until that time and so this is between my freshman and sophomore years. And my sophomore year, we're playing against the number 11 team in the country, I think. We were 19 at the time. And a ball, like, ricocheted off one of our back row players. And I made, like, a diving sprawl move um, <laughs> to save the ball. And the reason this sticks in my mind is because I, like, got up and I was like, oh, my goodness. Did I just do that? Like, where did that come from? I've never made that kind of move in my entire life. And it was the coolest, like, feeling. Not necessarily, like, just doing something I've never done before and didn't know I was capable of doing. Yeah. Um, I do think we won that match. Um, and so that's pretty cool for our whole entire program. Because up until that point, I don't know that we had ever beaten a ranked opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, so to do that was really cool. Awesome. Okay. What about your most memorable moment that wasn't, it was more or less with your team, but not volleyball related? So I don't know if you remember this, but one of our teammates, there was some kind of game called mine. Oh. I don't know. I still don't even know what that game is, I'm a, but yeah. I will never forget it because you would say that word mine in any conversation and for some reason we laid on the ground and someone took our picture mm-hmm. that was the game yeah and I'm like what was that I don't know I feel like Stephanie started that 
absolutely she did. Yeah. But then like, I don't like, even to this day though, I have like small anxiety if somebody says that, but I d- <laughs> I'm like, I think I had to like lay down on a bar floor with peanuts on the floor once. <laughs> like <laughs> disgusting. I have no idea what the purpose was, what it is, <laughs> but I feel like my brain is flooded with memories of myself and my teammates laying on concrete, laying yes. on basketball courts, volleyball courts, the bus, like people were just laying on the ground. Yeah. Um, so that's the first thing that comes to mind for me. Yeah. Um, looking back now, 10 years down the road, oh my goodness, um, what advice would you give to your younger self? Um, probably it's, it's not about the X's and O's. That's probably what I would tell my younger self for sure. Mm-hmm. I like it. I just, I just think of, um, like looking back, you're like, you know, I was just like kind of thrown in there. I, I was like a lucky person that I even got that opportunity. And I just remember meeting you and I'm like, you, you were very much X's and O's. Mm-hmm. very much X's and O's and it was like shoot I'm just here to have fun <laughs> uh, but but Kaylee like y- you were very a very very dedicated dedicated player and you know at the time though as your teammate I was like oh my she's taking this way too seriously but <laughs> now as a coach I'm like I would like to recruit players like that Right, yeah. <laughs> Which is, you know, but then you look back and you say, you know, it's not just all X's and O's, but it is, and it's also the dedication that you had. So, um, which just, you know, it shows today that you still have that. Yeah, I, I was a very, this is what I think, so you can correct me because we're there. Um, I was a very cerebral player. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to be in the gym, like, more than any person I could possibly like I I just wanted to live there I could live in the weight room in the gym and working out and doing things like that um but I needed a lot of guidance in like leadership mm-hmm. I needed a lot of guidance in communication um I needed a lot of guidance in like this is your role and pay attention to these people like I was just ready to hit the ground running and assume that everybody else did. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think that you nailed it spot on. You definitely were that you were that player. I think mm-hmm. you I think you probably talked more than any player that we had. Yeah. But it wasn't yeah. like it was more or less like the game and the you know yes. all yes. of it. Um which yeah, like I say, like now I look for players like that. They're very <laughs> rare to come by. Yeah. So um so your head coach, what is, you know, so like every year, I think people are all coaches are like this, like every year you have a different recruiting philosophy. Like I said, you know, I try to look for players that are the X's and the O's and they are dedicated and you don't have to ask them to be in the gym. They're already, they're in the gym doing all their lonely practice. And um, what is your coaching or recruiting philosophy for this upcoming year? As I, as I assume you're almost close to being done what was it that you're looking for in your players after your season from last year? So I think that, um, I think recruiting philosophies have to go hand in hand with the university that you are serving. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like we spent a lot of time really just digging in to the people who love Missouri Southern, because at the end of the day, 
when we win a championship, that championship stays in Missouri, at Missouri Southern. You know what I mean? Like it, it's the people we're doing that work for the college. We're giving that glory to the college. And so we need people who love the college and love what we have here. Um, and so we have three things that we look for. Um, the first is like a servant heart. So we want someone who kind of thinks of themselves second and their teammates first. Um, we want people who love working hard, not just can work hard, but like love it. And then people who want to take ownership of the program. I like that. I'm, t I'm taking notes for myself. <laughs> um, do you think it's difficult recruiting players like with these three characteristics? Like how, how can you tell if somebody has these? Like, you don't just point so, blank ask them and they fill in a yes or no. Absolutely, no. So I think that we try to ask. So my sister works in corporate, so I take lots of things from her interviewing process in corporate. Um, so any kind of evidence-based questions where we can be like, tell me a time when you worked really hard or, or honestly talking to their coaches and asking how hard they worked or what their, what their experience with them was. Um, is probably more of a telltale. We try to really, really avoid any kind of hint of entitlement. Mm -hmm. That's like our number one no-no, just because that we're a very down-to-home, down-to-earth university, and so um, that just doesn't tend to mesh well with the campus. Yeah. So speaking of that, like you just say the word entitlement and then uh, my mind goes straight to the transfer portal. <laughs> okay. Um, just because, you know, anybody today, I don't think it's entitlement, but anybody today can put themselves in it. And it's usually the play. I, I don't know if it's more or less the entitled mentality of players. And I'm, I'm not at that level. So I have no idea. You, you fill me in. Because if something's not going their way, it's pretty simple. They just go and can't they just sign up? Yeah. Yep. It's a pretty simple process. So I can break this down to what I, my knowledge of it. And I'm not mm -hmm. the most knowledgeable person of it at all. But so prior to the transfer portal, um, if a athlete was ready to leave a university and contact someone else, Say I got an email from a, someone looking for a university. I would have to contact that university's compliance department, get a letter saying that they are released from that, that university, and then I'd have to wait for that paperwork before I could respond to the email from the kid who's transferring. Or the kid would get that letter and send it with their email, right? So we always had to have documentation that they had notified the institution that they were transferring and that they had released them to communicate with other universities. So in an effort to take off a lot of those daily emails from in the compliance department, that's why they made the transfer portal so that compliance officers weren't having to individualistically email all these different institutions letters saying that those athletes could contact them, right? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where it started. Good to time. know. I didn't know. I didn't. I mean, I knew that there was a lot of background paperwork. I guess I didn't yeah. realize it. They made it so it was easier. Yes. Yeah. That was the goal. Um, over time, it became um, a database of transfers, right? I don't necessarily think that was the intention, but that's what became. And so 
there's just a lot that goes into that. And I think that um, I, speaking from my own personal experience, I wanted to transfer after my freshman year. <laughs> like my fantasy of what being a college athlete is and what I actually experienced were two very different things. And I think that just coming from high school to college is a huge transition. It's a tough transition. And so I have very rarely met a collegiate athlete that during their four years of being an athlete, they didn't think about leaving, quitting, um, finding a new route, moving to a different school. So I think that that's super normal. Um, I think there was a lot of power in not doing those things, but I totally understand why the transfer portal would make that door of opportunity look so shiny and simple and like a way out. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I that sounds way better than how I put it because I'm like, <laughs> sounds like an easy escape. <laughs> you, you you made that sound way more professional and nice. <laughs> well, I mean. Yeah, it's just that I just think that athletics is hard. I think transitioning from high school to college is difficult. I think that every year you encounter lots of obstacles, lots of challenges, and I completely understand why someone would want to move or Mm -hmm. feel like those challenges weren't going to exist at the next university. Um, Most often, not always, but most often – I always believe that the universe gives you the same problems over and over until you figure out how to (laughs) handle it. Mm -hmm. Um, So most of the time, I think you run into the same issues no matter what university you're at. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Um, What? So you work on, you know, trying to find those three characteristics of recruiting players. Mm -hmm. Um, What player do you have? How many players did you have to recruit this season? A lot. We, we had a huge number of freshmen last year. We had 11 freshmen, um, and several of them either decided not to play or to move on to other institutions. Mm-hmm. So we brought in seven this year so far, and are maybe looking for an eighth. Oh, okay. So when you bring them in and you're doing your visits, do you ever ask, like, a really hard question? Like, I'm a, I'm a, you read, I like to read, that you just, like, you ask them a question, you feel like you could – really read into their mind and their soul when they answer it. Do you ever ask any tough questions like that? I don't. Mm-hmm. So I actually try to stay out of the campus visit as much as possible. I used to like be a lawnmower coach and run the entire visit <laughs> uh-huh. and just like take them my path. This is who we're going to talk to, like, etc. Um, but at some point I was like, okay, let's be real about this. If they do choose our university, they're going to see me for two hours a day. Right. Realistically, you're going to come to me when you need something. Um, or if you want to just chat or you have a couple minutes, but you're not spending most of your day with me. So how can I make sure that you see all of campus, all of Joplin and I'm involved very little, Mm -hmm. um, And so I actually, this is going to be, now everyone's going to know our secrets, but we, (laughs) (laughs) we actually have a meeting after the visit with everyone. So if you talk to financial aid, if you talk to your advisor, if you go to dinner with the girls, if you hang out with the team, we're all going to talk about that later. Um, And I'm going to get intel from 
all the other people to get to know this person. I agree a hundred percent with you. I, I do the same thing when my players come her recruits. I'm like, yeah, the players can show you around because I don't have to play next to you. Right. <laughs> I don't, I don't have to live with you. Um, right. But I, I do. But at the end, I, I do talk to my players and I always just like to ask them a diff- difficult questions just to see how they respond. Um, what, um, what question do you ask? So I usually ask them, I'm like, do you love the sport of volleyball? And then they usually respond, yes. And then I'm like, help me to understand how much you love volleyball. And then they're like, they, you know, then they have to really think. Yeah, <laughs> you know, awesome. Because like for me, and you, you, like if people love what they're doing, then there should be no issues. Yeah. Because they want to put forth, they want to be those X's and O's players <laughs> where yeah. they're, they're just like putting everything they have in it because they love it and they're coming here because they love it. So, yeah. um, but I, I always like to ask that question. So then when if ever any issues arise, I always go back to that and I'm like, hey, remember what you said. Yeah. yeah. This is why you're here. This remember? is why we're, yeah. So, um, in the last last few years, let's say five years, what has been like the biggest challenges for you coaching that you want to strive to be better? You said you want to be better connecting with your players, but what else? So I am currently really working on my tone, mm-hmm. like managing my tone in different situations. Um, but I think that our, my players in the last five years – have become very gifted and skilled at showing people what they want to see. Um, I think when you talk about growing up with social media, um, most of these athletes, they really understand what other people want and they really know what to say and how to do what other people are expecting for them. And so I feel like one of my challenges is like getting to the authentic authenticity of who they are mm-hmm. um, and what they really want and and what they really believe. I like it. Have you ever had a player that's like made you be better? So many. I think I think that's the best part about coaching is every year, every team, they make me better in everything. They mm-hmm. make me better communicators, better instructors better listeners, um, better at fashion, better at makeup, better at hair, better at <laughs> yes. everything. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Uh, yeah. Music. My, mine's music. They're always like, you got to, you know, um, but yeah, I, I love coaching females and it's also a death scent as well, but I love it. Um, oh, whenever, <laughs> whenever someone says to me, that's such a cute outfit or you're so stylish or something, I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. But I have 20 people who feel very comfortable giving me their opinions on the daily, mm-hmm. and it has forced me to level up. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that's so true. I remember I had bought these cute Lulu – they were Lululemon pants, but they were, like, kind of wide-bottomed, and I wore them to camp, and I – or not – yeah, it was to a camp day, and uh, I just thought I, lo- I thought I looked cute, and the girls were like, what are those? I'm like, they're Lululemon. They're like, I don't care. Take them off. Like, they're like, those are hideous. They are, they are so obvious, but they also, yeah, they do give you the fashion and makeup and all that advice. It's great. 
Um, oh man, do you remember? Speaking of fashion, do you rem- I have like very like definite moments of you in my head. One mm-hmm. of them, I need. We need to find. I know you have a photo of this. Your Halloween costume. I knew you were gonna say that. Like I'm, my jaw is clenching. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I mean, I I was basically the designer of that. I feel like. Because I had to help you. Um, oh, you, you have to have a photo, photo of that somewhere. I'm guessing you yeah, probably, probably took it down from all social media. But Absolutely, yes. That was great. I can, um, so. That I was great. Lady Gaga once in college. And my outfit was caution tape. Only um, caution not- tape. Do not advise to any person. I am such a, I was such a good guinea pig for my teammates uh, because I did not have the foresight of what that meant um, on a late evening in college during Halloween. Um, but yeah, it's certainly memorable. That was the best. I'm just like, that was the ultimate costume of all times. Like my 33 years of life, that's the best costume. <laughs> ever and I still remember it was at my house doing it wrapping <laughs> wrapping you up and then <laughs> that was that was so good and you and yes. you, I mean and you were just like I mean you had the body for it and it was just oh it was perfect it was perfect um and my other memory I always I, this should make you feel better because you were you were so dedicated and not only to the sport but to your health and like everything and like going to your apartment and you ate so healthy and all of this stuff. And like to this day, like you taught me how to make oatmeal. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, like quick, quick oats, like with almond milk. And then you'd put uh-huh. like some, sh- and so like you, we had that at your house one time. I'm like, wow, she's so healthy. And like even to this day <laughs> when I eat this, I'm like, if it wouldn't have been for me going over to Kaylee's apartment, <laughs> I never would have no- learned how to make oatmeal. So. Yeah, That's I know. Like that's that, awesome. just a small, small, small things. Um, so you've been how long have you been at Missouri Southern? Next season will be my fifth season. Love it. Is it like you see yourself there for a little bit longer? I don't know. I mm-hmm. get asked this question all the time at every job I've had, and I always am kind of rooted in the fact that I have no idea where life is going ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I love so many things about the job that I have now, but I've loved, I loved my time at Pratt. I loved my time at Blinn and I almost never saw the next opportunity coming. Mm-hmm. And so I have no idea where my life is going. What do you love about M- Missouri Southern? I think what I love, so I'm from a very small town. Um, I graduated high school with 53 people. Um, and a very working class environment. And I feel like that's Missouri Southern, that's Joplin, like just blue collar, um, down to earth people who are very humble and always willing to help the person next to them. Um, and so that's what I love the most about Missouri Southern. You, your assistant, is your assistant your sister? One of them is, was. Okay. So my first assistant played for me at Pratt. She's from Brazil, Mari. Okay. My second assistant is my sister who played at Swasu as well. And then my youngest sister also plays for me. 
Okay. Your young and your younger sister went to JUCO first. Both of them did, yes. Okay. Where did they both go? So Brandy uh, went to Enid, Oklahoma. I don't believe they have volleyball anymore. Okay. Northern Oklahoma College, Enid. Mm-hmm. And then Sophie played at Fort Scott Community College. Gotcha. And um, so Sophie's your assistant. Sophie's my player. Wait. Okay. Sophie's playing for you and Brandy's playing or Brandy's your assistant. Yes. Oh, how is that? How is that coaching your sister? Um, gosh. So I got to coach both my sisters. Were they both? And they both setters. Yes. Okay. And you were a setter. Yes. Well, sometimes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No comment. I, I played every position um, on the volleyball court except for libero as a player and in games. Um, so my two sisters were just strictly setters. I coached Brandy at Swasu when I was an assistant. Um, and at that time, I was so paranoid about being a young assistant and like relationships with the girls that I pretty much pretended like I didn't know her. Um, <laughs> and so it made for actually a a stressful time for her um when i recruited sophie i my parents were very adamant to have us remember that we're sisters first and player and coach second and so we've never hidden our relationship or tried to like put on a facade or like i've haven't tried to like over coach her or under coach her or whatever um, it's just like that Sophie, she knows what is expected of her and I will hold her accountable just like everybody else. Um, so it's been really a gift to be able to coach your sister. I think that I'm not a mother, but coaches always say once you become a mother, it kind of changes the way you coach. That's 100% agree. For mm-hmm. me, coaching your sister kind of changes the way you coach. Mm-hmm. Everybody, not just her. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You take, I think you take into consideration more of the person than the actual game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. And maybe see, like, a lot of times we just get to see that person in the gym. When mm-hmm. you're coaching uh, your sister, you get to see that person at barbecues. You get to see that person somewhere else. So it offers you some insight to behaviors. And so now I feel like with my other players, I try to find those insights too. Right. I think, yeah, I think I a hundred percent agree with that. Ever since I became a mom, my past players, they, they use the term soft. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't think it's the fact that I'm not soft. One, I don't sleep enough. And then two, I just, like I take into consideration so much more now than just the game. Mm-hmm. So like my relationship building with my players is, is like way more advanced than it ever was before then because I just, I, I just care so much because like, I don't know, it's just, yeah, you just look at people differently. But yeah, I have both my assistants at Southern played for me in my early days of coaching and both of them would be like, come on, when are you going to yell at them? When are you going to make them run? Like, when are you going to do something? And I'm like, hey, chill, chill. Yeah. Okay, there's, it's yeah, okay. Everything's there's, going to be okay. Do they call you, what What do they call you? Your players call you Coach Mater or? 
most of the time they just call me coach. I prefer uh-huh. Coach Kaylee, but for a lot of um, people, that's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. So, so they go, I answer to Coach Mayer or Coach Kaylee. Yeah. That's everyone's, I, I mean, I just go by Cobza pretty much um, for the people that can say it. It's, it's really hard to say, but um, yeah, it's, I always like to see what people, what they go by. Um, what's the most difficult situation you've ever been put in coaching? Coaching? Oh, I sound like I'm coaching. I sound like I'm from Texas. <laughs> um, I think the most difficult situation I've ever been put in is I was in a, a place where I had to make a decision and what my institution needed did not match what the team needed. Um, and so it was just really, really hard because I have to put the, the institution first. And so I think it was a hard decision for the team to understand. So I think anytime you're caught between your team and the institution, that's just a really tough place to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like you feel in which are comp- two completely different things as well. They can be. Yeah. yeah. Um, when when you're having a bad day or you just need to like throw some ideas off another coach, what coach do you call? I call, she's actually probably considered one of my best friends now. We talk on the phone, I kid you not, four or five hours a week. Um, so she coached me in junior high. She was my first coach, my eighth grade volleyball coach, um, Misty Arnold. And she runs a club in Kansas City now. And uh, she probably is the reason I even got into coaching. She gave me my first head coaching job. Um, and ever since then, she's just been involved in my journey. So when I am having a bad day or a good day, she's the person I call. And so what is it about Misty that, like, just drove you to have that connection with her? Like, what was it? I mean, I feel like every coach has that one coach that's, like, they inspired me to be the person I am today. So what was it that like Misty did? And it had to have been when you were in eighth grade. Otherwise, you know, this wouldn't have been somebody that you went back to. Yeah. I think that she, she saw more in me than I saw in myself. I never wanted to be a volleyball coach. I never saw myself as a volleyball coach, even though I was clearly an X's and O's work too hard player. I didn't see that in myself. Um, she just, she invested a lot in a vision that I didn't even have for myself, I guess. Mm-hmm. I like it. Those are the coach that they just push you out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So as a coach, um, I'm, I'm assuming you do this, but like, I know my players, when they leave, McCook Community College there's like 10 words that are embedded in their head that I constantly use in the gym whether it be like with skills or anything like that so what would be your top five words that you use almost daily when coaching the first one is do good avoid evil okay the second is probably straight and simple I, ooh, I like that. Um, man, I would be curious to know this. I know for sure those two. Terminal serving is probably a third one. 
a lot of times when I say to them, how was your day? And they say, good. I will say, why is it good? So I, that's another thing that I know annoys them but sticks with them is, like, I have to explain why I'm feeling something. Um, hmm. I think that's all I can come up with. I like I that. I what the fifth one would be. I like straight and simple. I might have to steal that one. Oh, well, we have to say the passing <laughs> key before every single time we take a rep so you don't forget straight and simple. I, uh... The reason I asked this, so I had a player uh, three years ago. Her family runs a decal company. And so when she graduated, she got these really awesome decals. Her mom made these super cool stickers, and it said, like, McCook Volleyball, and then it's all mental on it. And (laughs) I, I I was like, oh, these are so cool, and I put it on my computer. Never even thought about it until, like, a year later. And the same player who was no longer here said something I had said something to them like in a snapchat and she responded back it's all mental and I was like what and she's like that's what you always tell us and I was like wait is that why you got us those stickers do I say that all the time she says you say that over everything and I like what a blonde moment I'm like here I was putting these stickers on everything (laughs) not even realizing I say that for everything That's funny for two reasons. One, when a couple of your players were visiting Missouri Southern, they told me that. (laughs) It's all mental. (laughs) So that's hilarious. See? Um, And the second thing is I came up with the fifth thing. Um, So at the end of practice, we have something called the Brave Box. Ooh. And you can, and we haven't done this every year. We just did it one, one or two years. At the end of the, the practice, if you did anything that day in class, anything that was brave, so this is something you didn't want to do, it was uncomfortable, but you did it anyways, you can share that with the team and you get a piece of candy. Mm. And it was one of those things that, like, sure, whatever, like, yeah, bravery is great. I didn't think, I didn't know the power that the Brave Box had until a former player came up to me and the first thing she we were talking about what we had coming up with the season. She goes, oh, that's going to take a little bit of bravery, huh, coach? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or another player came up to me. She's like, you're not going to believe what brave thing I did today. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what? Yeah, it's and those so, small things, and they actually yeah, listen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you give them some candy, and they'll, they'll do a lot of good things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Give them a free T-shirt, and they are in it. Yeah. They are in it. That's like how I ended up getting my players like to hold themselves accountable for like summer workouts. I'm like, if you do your summer workouts, you can get a free (laughs) t-shirt. We've never had any problems since. That's amazing. It's crazy. Um, Anything I'm trying to think. What am I missing? I feel like, I mean, every time I talk to you, we always have like, again, I, I ask you one question and we go off on a different topic usually yeah we sure usually do uh, what um, what about what book are you reading right now so i just finished the book start with why mm, have you ever heard of that i haven't book? very very good um it's actually three or four years old i think maybe even older um simon uh i'm terrible with names cynic maybe is how you pronounce his last name okay 
I really enjoy reading books about business because mm -hmm. I think as a college coach, we are the middle ground between business and education. Mm -hmm. um, and so Start With Why was really, really cool. I thought it gave me a lot to think about, a lot of clarity um, in decision making, but it's a really good one. I just finished that one. Do you listen? Do you listen to books or do you just like to read? I prefer to read because I like to take notes mm -hmm. um, and I claim, I don't know that this is true, I claim ADHD um, so listening sometimes is a weakness because I get distracted. Yeah, I feel like if I'm listening to something I got to be in the right mind otherwise I'm like do 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 you know <laughs> what just happened yeah like a long drive I can do a podcast because mm -hmm. it feels like I'm having a conversation with someone yeah um books are a little bit harder but sometimes I can do those too yeah what about what are you watching currently I just restarted Game of Thrones ah <gasps> yes that's good you've watched it though before right yes but when but you start watching the second time have you seen it oh y yes yeah. Okay. If you watch it the second time, you're like, holy cow, so much in this first episode plays into the very last Ooh. episode. Like, you don't even realize it in the time because you don't know what's going to happen. But right. then you go back and watch, you're like, holy cow, it was there the whole time. Um, What was your thoughts like for that last episode of Game of Thrones? Were you like a little disappointed or were you okay with it? Hmm. So Khaleesi was one of my favorite characters. Mm -hmm. Mother of dragons. Yes. <laughs> up until the very end. Um, I don't know. I, I, I understood why it went the way it went. Yeah. That's yeah. Same. I mean, I just remember after watching that, all of the hate I'm like, well, how were they supposed to have ended? I felt like it was yeah. an okay ending for sure. Yeah. So, <laughs> That's great. What else? Anything else are you watching or just watching that starting over? I'm, I just started that over. That's good. Um, I watched Winning Time. Ooh. That's, I think that first season is over. That was mm -hmm. super fascinating. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Uh, what, are you, what are you doing in your downtime? So, uh, so I haven't decided. I need to decide if I'm going to travel or if I'm going to do some work on my house, like get new floors and countertops mm -hmm. and, and stuff like that. But I, um, I own my own house and I hate doing yard work. So I feel like as soon as spring volleyball is over, my whole entire calendar becomes when is it going to rain? <laughs> And when can I mow the grass? Uh -huh. And when can I pull the weeds? And when can I weed eat? Uh, that's like, I like did not like yard work until COVID. And then it was like this, I don't know. I just fell in love with gardening and all of this. And it's like opened a new pathway. That's amazing. Or like opened up my bank account to not have any money <laughs> in it. So I just. I um I believe that you can learn to do anything. Mm -hmm. I have no passion for yard work at <laughs> all, but I'm too stubborn to outsource the projects yeah. because I want to. It's mine, so it's my responsibility. Is kind of mm -hmm. how I look at it. 
and yeah but I have no passion for it at all I do I do love like following you though on social media and stuff because you do travel you like to hike <laughs> right love hiking yeah and I just I love what I'm like oh I wish there was places to do that more of that here and you have a dog I have a dog Millie yeah, five Millie. years old yes oh, I just I love that golden doodle yeah little black golden doodle Mm-hmm. which is a, is it really a golden doodle if she's black you know she's a conundrum right <laughs> like she most people will say are you sure she's a golden doodle i'm like listen i'm not saying it happened naturally <laughs> but her mom was a standard size retriever uh-huh. and her father was a four pound poodle oh my four gosh pounds, standard size she was one of 16 puppies. What? When I got her, I was like, holy cow, this is a small dog. This is not what I pictured at She all. was the cutest puppy. Yes. She was an adorable puppy. I will share this. Um, I hate social media. What? I do really? Like, yeah. Oh, oh, I hate it with a fiery passion. I did not know that. Um, yes. So... I think it was probably 2014 when I had an assistant and we were having a pretty good season at Blinn and one of the girls, I think it was picture day, handed the phone to my assistant or like started to hand it to me to take a photo and I reached for it and she goes, oh wait, no, Coach, Coach D, can you do this? Coach Kaylee doesn't get it. I was like, wait, what does that mean? And I had a whole conversation with my assistant. What is she talking about? I don't get it. And they just said, you don't get it. I thought, what is going on? So from that point on, I was bound and determined that I was going to understand social media. <laughs> and so I have worked so hard to understand social media. And I don't think you can understand it until you do it. Because no one could explain it to me. Uh-huh. And even I probably couldn't explain it to someone else. So I did all these crazy, like, challenges for myself to practice. I hate taking photos, hated taking them. So I would practice um, and force myself, like, you have to post on social media three times a week for five weeks. Uh Doesn't matter who engages with it. Doesn't matter what it is. You have to do it. And so I would do that. When I would go on vacation, I would look up, like, poses, like, speech poses. (laughs) I would look up how to do this. Because I just don't, it's lost on me. I think it's really dumb. Um, But yeah, so I started to understand. And so now I feel much more confident when someone hands me their phone. I'm like, no, I got this. Put your hand here. Do this. Lengthen your leg. Go up on your toe. Okay, stay. (laughs) I was going to say, I I love your social media stuff. I'm like, you're like a pro. I like your stuff. But it's like anything. You mm-hmm. have to practice. Right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I love it. I'm trying to think. Okay. Last question. And then if you have anything, you let me know. If okay. you could, if anybody was listening to this podcast, who would it be and what would you say? Hmm. Man, I feel like I, I don't want to choose one person. But just anyone who was like, oh, Kaylee's on this. I wonder what she has to say. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for caring. (laughs) 
I hope you learned something. Like, I hope this was a valuable time in your drive or your day. Because at the end of the day, like, yeah, that's that's awesome that they were willing to listen. Mm-hmm. Okay. And to end it, if I asked you to give, to give me the first quote off the top of your head, what would it be? Mm, you grow what you measure. You grow what you measure. Uh Like, if you don't measure it, you're not going to change it. Yes. Very true. How do you know if you've, like, succeeded? Exactly. Or or grown. (laughs) Yeah, and what if you're measuring the wrong thing? Yeah. I like it. Well, Kaylee, thanks for doing this. Absolutely. I think we should have, like, an alumni thing you know i've talked to collins about this before because i yeah. think it would be cool but he can't um, do it during season <laughs> they, right i was like too many of us are coaching yeah um and so i'm sure we'll we'll find a way to get it done one yeah. day yeah i like i like it i just i mean i just i like keeping up with everybody on social media and it's pretty pretty fun absolutely yeah. but awesome well thank you coach for doing this Yes, thank you for having me, and yeah. good luck this, well, first of all, good luck with your yard work this Yes, summer. thank and you. Second, good luck this next season. Yes, you too. All right, thanks everybody for tuning in to another episode of Coaching Caffeine and Comedy, and I'm your host, Haley Kobza. <laughs>